Welcome to the Lead with Excellence Show, the podcast that dives deeply into topics like scaling a business, international expansion, and talent management. So, Jos, thank you very much for, for joining us today. Let's start with an introduction about who you are. I'm sure a lot of people know, know you, but I'm also sure some, some of the people um, watching us don't know a lot about you. So, who are you and, and what brought you here? First thing, uh, maybe, maybe personal, I come uh, out of a family of four boys. Uh, I studied in, uh, studied in Leuven, uh, uh, I studied uh, economics and I start after that, I start working for master foods, Mars, uh, uh, in the pet food division, uh, as a sales rep visiting super supermarkets in, uh, most in the, the Western part of, uh, uh, Western part of Belgium. Why I choose from Mans at that moment, I had uh, different opportunities, but the people that were doing the interviews were inspiring me. So that was the main reason why I, uh, I took the decision to go for, for Mars master foods. I had the opportunity in, in Mars to do a lot of, uh, of almost all sales and marketing job that are possible. I did it. I worked there for 10 years and I left there as a marketing director for the Benedux in pet foods. Then, uh, after that, I joined Kraft Foods, um, now, uh, Mondelez, the name is now Mondelez. Um, I took, and I did the, the, the change there because it was a huge challenge that was offered to me. In fact, uh, a new competitor came into the market, with, uh, for Kraft and that was, uh, for them, uh, quite this, uh, risk, uh, was a risk to disturb their business, uh, quite heavily. So, uh, it had to change completely and I will come back afterwards on that, but, um, it was a, it was a real challenge and I took it, I took it for the, uh, for the challenge was even if, uh, people at Mars said it's not the right culture for you, but nevertheless, I took the challenge. So it was, uh, was, uh, also there, I, uh, stayed, uh, around nine years. Um, but first I started, uh, locally as a commercial director afterwards. Um, I went to the, to, to international and that was a staff function in the international, uh, structure of uh, craft food. Uh, and I was alone. I had to, to, to write down the strategy for, uh, for craft foods, for, uh, how to approach international retailers uh, and also to, and I wrote this and I implemented it afterwards. Uh, and, uh, Knowing that the staff function internationally is not, a, is not easy because everybody is, is reporting to the local people, but in fact, you are trying to influence, uh, within, within that role to influence people at the local level. So it was uh, quite challenging, but I must say, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was fantastic because it was also working on the global level. So it gave the opportunity to, to, to meet a lot of people all around the globe. Uh, I did that also, uh within uh, a few years afterwards, I came back to Belgium and that the main reason were there for, for doing that, uh, for, for family reasons. Uh, I think family is also important, uh, even if you are a businessman. Uh, so, uh, I came back, uh, I came back and I joined uh, Quickstep, where I was, uh, 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 vice president sales marketing worldwide. Uh, I did it for around a year. I had some some, some discussions, uh, and some problems with, uh, the, the CEO at that level, 
en uh, again, that is not so important what the, what the content of what, what was more on marketing strategy on the cycling, on the cycling team. Uh, that's the reason why I left, uh, uh, there, what I believe, uh, the sensibilities of, uh, private was almost a private, uh, owned company. And I think that is also something that private owned companies have some spe specificities that you should, should, should be aware of when you join them. Then uh, I was asked to, uh, to join, uh, base as a commercial director. And I was personally attracted, um, to, to the new business because it was at that moment, a very hot business, uh, telecom. Um, and for me, it gave the opportunity to go back to basis. What I learned in fast moving to apply again in a, in a different, a completely different world. Uh, I had also there the opportunity to grow and to become the CEO of the company. Um, after a few years, I, uh, proposed to sell, to, 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 to sell the, the company to Telenet, uh, and that was also, uh, executed. Uh, I didn't stay at Telenet, even if it was offered to me, my, my ambition was to lead the company and not to be, uh, not to be, uh, the, the second man in the organization, even if Telenet is a fantastic company. Uh, I took there the new, uh, again, a new challenge and I became senior of Fu, who is a cable company in the southern part of Belgium. Probably a lot of, of, of you know that, uh, that company, but, uh, it was, it was said to me by my friends, this is a uh, suicide going to an environment where it is, uh, first as a, as a Flemish speaking guy, uh, or manager going to the, the heart of Bologna, uh, in the age. Uh, secondly, it was, uh, it was, uh, the, the owners of, of the company, are, uh, are, uh, is, is public. So it was, uh, saying, how will you, you will never survive in an environment like that. But nevertheless, it was a, a fantastic experience. Uh, I learned a lot. Again, you, you learn to, to have different stakeholders and it was not always easy, uh, but, uh, bottom line. Uh, who was in a difficult situation because, uh, it was a small, uh, telecom operator, but on the other side, uh, they were not, um, making cash. Uh, and in fact, we were in four years, we were able to, to turn the company into a cash, a positive cash delivering, uh, company. And then, uh, also was decided by the to sell, uh, who then they offered me the, the, the job of, uh, CFO of the group, uh, Netis, what is the group above, uh, no, first I forgot, I forget something also at the opportunity when I was there, uh, they asked me to lead the, the Walloon newspaper and the newspaper is called Lavenir. And in fact, they asked me to restructure, uh, that, uh, that company. They were in a very difficult situation first financially and secondly, they were not prepared for the future. It was, it was paper based, uh, and the focus was on, uh, on paper communication. Uh, and so that also needed to be, uh, uh, need to be reoriented. Uh, but it was not very, uh, it was, it was a very difficult, uh, uh, task because it was extremely sensitive in the public opinion in Bologna. 
uh, and also politicians were involved. Uh, I was uh, asked several times to speak in front of the Walloon Parliament. Uh, I had uh, interviews with all uh, the, the, the Walloon ministers uh, because they wanted to intervene in the company. Because you should know for a politician, uh, the press is, is huge and it's the way they, they, they try to shine uh, and to communicate what, the, what their vision is. And so that was uh, quite difficult, but bottom line, we, 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 uh, we finalized the restructuring and we set it back on track. Uh, that, uh, as uh, between, between packets. Then, uh, at the same time, also, I forgot to say that I was also asked to join the board of directors of B-Post. Uh, you should know that B-Post is in number of employees by far the biggest company in Belgium. They have, uh, uh the group. Uh, in Belgium, 28,000 employees and the group in total worldwide, 35,000, uh, employees. Uh, I was asked to be uh, there as a, as a director. What also you should know that the Belgian state is, uh, the major stakeholder, uh, shareholder in, in that company, but also has an influence and the way you, 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 you manage or uh, you play your role as, as, as board member. It is, it is also influenced by, by politicians and again, there the press, uh, government and also those parties are quite, uh, close to the business because, uh, it, of course the, it's the biggest employer in Belgium is being post. So it is, uh, it is something that is watched with, uh, with glasses, uh, in detail by all, uh, politicians. Uh, then to come back on, on, on that is also there, uh, I then, when we, when we decided to sell food, they asked me to become the CFO of, uh, of Netis, uh, the mother company of Vu. Uh, I did not accept that role because at that time also had the opportunity, uh, to join, uh, RSA Anderlecht, which is a professional football team in Belgium, uh, a well-known, uh, team in Belgium. And I must say it was a, a dream, uh, when I was a boy to lead one day, um, a professional football team. And I must say, I said yes to that opportunity. And, um, uh, it was a, it was fantastic on the other side. I learned also there a lot in, you should know that, uh, uh, football is emotion. The problem is that, uh, the way companies, uh, or clubs like that are managed are also driven by emotion. What is not the way I learned to do business, uh, in my previous companies. So also decided to leave that company, uh, very recently. And I, uh, a few days ago, I left, uh, RSA Anderlecht. The question that is following immediately is what is next. Uh, I would say I'm there in a, a, a dual, dual, uh, I'm in a, a crossroad. Uh, I must say there are two opportunities or I go for uh, the CEO role of a bigger company. What I, what my experience is till now, or I go completely a different way and I orient, for, uh, uh, more in the direction of, uh, helping startups. Uh, that are the two things that I'm now looking for. I have some opportunities here and there. Uh, the near future will tell what I will do. Well, that is in, in a, in a summary, uh, in a few words, uh, my, the, the experience I had in, uh, in, in, in on the pro professional level. So, I mean, it's, um, one of the things that I'm curious about is for most people who are listening, we're not used to, to be dealing with politics 
uh, politicians. So you've been at the head, um, whether directly at the head or um, a second level with, with um, of private companies and also in semi-private companies. In your day-to-day -day as a leader there, what's the difference? Or how do you, I mean, you've talked about Bpost, you talked about Vu, you talked about a number of the, the, these companies compared to a base or craft. Um, how, what's the difference for you in your daily life? Yeah, the, 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 the main is the impact that, uh, um, that the outside world has on the way you operate and you manage a company. Um, if you look to a hundred percent private company, the, sh the, 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 the shareholder is driven by finance, mainly financial results. Let's not say only financial results, but financial results, of course, are, are the key element. In companies that are not hundred percent private, it is different. So there are other objectives. And again, I understand it. It's not that it is wrong, but you should know that, uh, if they are privately or uh, publicly owned or partly uh, publicly owned, that they have other objectives. If you look to, um, um, if you look to Vu and, uh, and the company and the mother company, what they are looking also is what we can do for the communes and, uh, what are elements that decisions that are maybe in a private company should not be taken like that are taken in, in all are suggested or are proposed to the, or the, or, or the, the board of directors is proposing this to the management. Then if you take it or not, it's something of something else. Uh, but, uh, you, you feel that, they, that, that there is a pressure, a pressure, um, uh, coming from outside that you have not in hundred percent private owned companies. And what is the key reason for that is everything is driven by, uh, public opinion. Uh, and that is, that is, that is driving and you know, public opinion is the press. And so that is driven and, and, and politicians, of course, they, they, they live on what the public opinion is thinking. Uh, so that is, that is influencing, uh, is influencing what the, the decision or is the influence they try to influence or they influence, uh, the management in the execution of their plans. What is not always, uh, very simple. You can, you can get, and I had it in the past, like I explained, you can have a call from a minister and say, okay. You, what are you doing there? Uh, can you not change? Uh, this is dangerous for us because that or that or that. So that is, that is happening. Uh, it's that the reason why that you should do that is something else, but at least, uh, there is a kind of, uh, uh, at least attempt to, to influence, uh, decisions or strategies that you're following as a company. And I tell you, it's, it's, it's not always simple, uh, because don't forget the press is, is playing there a role and you can also as a management. And I come back on when I did a restructuring, uh, of, uh, Lavenier, the, the, the press is, 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 uh, also influenced by, uh, uh, a lot of people around, uh, the company and, uh, is putting the management, not always in a, in a very nice, uh, uh, light and, uh, and, and, and they have sometimes negative, negative, uh, appreciation of what you are doing. Uh, and sometimes with an interpretation that is not always hundred uh, percent correct. I can imagine. So looking at the different companies, and I mean, what you mentioned about, uh, base, the restructuring, for example, of foo and, and, and so on, what in your, um, opinion or, or, um, experience is 
what are the two things that are usually missing before you enter that company? Uh, so so uh, you had to restructure a number of them. What was at the root cause of, of this? So uh, first, uh, in my experience, it's not necessarily the same as my opinion, but in my experience, uh, the first thing that um, is key and that is not always uh, present in a company is just you should have, uh, and again, it's an open door. I'm not saying that is, uh, that I'm revealing something special, but, uh, having a vision and a plan is absolutely key. It is the map for the management to steer the company. And sometimes you forget in how many companies it's not completely clear that there is a clear fit first on a vision on the plan and the strategies that are linked to, for executing the plan. Uh, but that is one. And again, that is a lot of companies, uh, have that of course, but what is sometimes missing is a second element. And the second element is, uh, even if you have a plan and you have a vision, a plan and strategies is how to make sure that everybody in the company is on board, the onboarding behind the plan of your employees is, uh, is, 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 is sometimes forgotten. Uh, and you need to have the buy of the, of the employees in, uh, the vision plans and strategies, uh, and first the buy-in, they need to understand them and they should feel that they part of, that they part of the company and that they, and, and that they that they in line and that they support the way going forward, they're going uh, forward with the company. They need, and again, I cannot repeat it enough. They need to feel connected and believe the story uh, of the vision. Uh, and of course, linked to that, the objectives to the company. And that is, uh, and, and again, that is second part, but then the third part is this should be translated in everything you do within the company. It is, it should be translated in the objective of all levels of the company. It is sometimes again, forgotten. It is, cannot be the objective of the, the, the happy, uh, the, the happy, I'm not saying happy, but the few that are steering the company in the senior management, but it should be, it should be, uh, uh, it should be part of ev uh, uh, every level in the organization and, uh, the objectives, uh, of all employees in the company. But then, then linked to that, you should always continue every permanently to include it in all the com communication you do towards, uh, towards the employees. It is, uh, it's permanent repeating is, is key because people forget very quickly. Uh, so it is, that is for me, the, 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 the single first thing that I believe uh, in my experience. Uh, could, could be improved in a lot of company, in a lot, uh, in some companies that I, that I managed, that I saw when I entered that, uh, it was not, was not, uh, uh, implemented like that. Second thing is, um, what I see also in, in, in companies is that HR is seen as the department that is managing the human costs of the company. And that is, uh, is in my opinion, is not the right way to look at, uh, the employees and, 
And you, the, the translation of that is that you see that the, 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 beep, the, 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 the head of HR, whatever, uh, uh, the name of the role is, is not represented in the management team. I believe it is key. And, uh, if you believe in people and, uh, what is my opinion is, is that, uh, HR should be not the one, uh, the, the department that is managing a cost. It is a department that should manage the capital or the human capital. And, um, that is, is, it's a completely different mindset. Uh, um, uh, you should, and again, it, it's also, that is an open door, but that is still the case in a lot of companies, in several companies, uh, you see even today that for instance, roles and responsibilities are not clear to the employee. They have not a clear view on, on, on the reward policy. Uh, there is not a clear view if there are trainings on how you can develop, uh, people in the, into the organization. Uh, uh, also coming back to the, to the compensation, there is, is there a compensation policy that is clear to everybody and it should be transparent. It should be communicated that is linked to performance and potential. Uh, uh, and if you, if you do that, people are less, uh, focused on their salary, uh, and their package. Uh, it is, it is, if they know it is fair. It is, uh, and again, people don't work for the, uh, only for money, uh, forget, forget that it is not, it is not, it is, it is something if it is, if they feel it is fair, it is not of their concern. And that is what you should do. If people feel that they, that they are well treated and that there is a, an objective way of giving them the opportunity to grow in the organization with the package or in the organization with trainings. It is not the key element that they discuss with you. When I enter the company, I would not say the name. 90%, 90% of the people I interviewed in the first weeks, 90%, and I don't speak about five, I speak about more than 20. In the first weeks, they all, 90%, I, I can say, almost, I think it's 100%, were speaking about their salary. It is not the way you should manage companies because then it is permanently, uh, how there is something happening, how can I translate it and I can earn more money, uh, and how can I increase my package? This is completely wrong. That's, that's what I believe is that your, again, you should have a well-organized HR, um, department. It should be supported by, by the, 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 the management team. It should be part of the management team. Uh, sh it should be clear that, uh, um, the employees are your human, uh, are your human capital. It should be hundred percent clear. And that also you make sure that you have all the levers to develop, develop, uh, to develop them and to make sure that they feel rewarded and that they know clearly on what they are evaluated and on what depends the way that they will grow in the organization, uh, in roles and responsibilities, but also in package. Okay. Good. Um, now when we prepared this interview, you mentioned a few very concrete examples of how you went from this vision that you set up very clearly in the beginning, uh, for the company and how you basically made sure you as a CEO, um, this vision went down through, through the ranks. 
right? So, so um, can you share some of these anecdotes? Because I think this is also one of the biggest ways that you as a CEO have helped the companies. First, uh, uh, I was telling in my introduction or in the introduction that uh, I joined Kraft uh, Foods, uh, the company that is selling Cotodor, Milka, uh, Philadelphia, and so on. But the key, the key business of Kraft is, is, uh, is chocolate. And a new, uh, uh cream came back on the market. Uh, and everybody was scared and everybody was, was, um, felt unsecure about the future. What we have done is we made a plan together with the people is, uh, how are we going to survive and how are we going to win against Calabat? We developed a plan and that was called kill them on the beach. And it was something that all the people in the organization felt, and we explained what we would do, uh, this, we could not give them the opportunity to be successful in Belgium. And I tell you, everybody in the, in the company was convinced that we will survive, that we will, we will, we would win the battle and that we will not lose what was anticipated in the plans that we would lose 50% market share. It never happened. And again, what is again there, it's, it's how you can bring people on board behind the plan, make them enthusiastic, uh, feel that there is the opportunity to win. And, uh, it, it worked, it worked very well. Uh, and, uh, Calabar doesn't exist anymore on the Belgian market uh, as a consumer brand. So that is, that is one. Another one is, uh, that was when I was working also for Kraft, when I did an international job, I was proposed to manage Walmart for Kraft Foods. Walmart is a, a huge, is the biggest retailer in the world. And, uh, the team managing Walmart, uh, the international part. They didn't feel very, very good. Why? Because Walmart was always knocking on their heads about things that should be delivered. Uh, and we were always late. What we have done is say, uh, and what we did with the team together is how are we going to anticipate, um, the questions of Walmart. And in fact, what we did, we say, we will proactively change our, our approach. Now we'll change our approach. And what we will do is proactively anticipate the questions that will come from Walmart. And instead of people that I felt always knocked on their head by Walmart headquarters, we anticipated and we worked upfront. And I can, I can go in detail how it worked, but we completely cha uh, changed the approach and people felt that we had again control of our own business and it was not Walmart who was driving our business. And again, people felt they were again, happy to, to, to be part of the team. And in the beginning, they were looking on how they could take an opportunity in craft to, to, to leave that part of the organization. And again, it was clearly have a clear plan, have a vision on what you need to do, make sure that they're the buying is it and also prove it of course. And then again, people were, were, were buying in. Also what, uh, another example I can give is, um, what we did within, within base is we started to organize, uh, cycling trips to the Mont Ventoux 
everybody knows the Mont Ventoux. It is something that you should have done in your life. Uh, every decent, uh, every normal man or woman should, uh, should climb with a bike, not an electric one, uh, the Mont Ventoux. Um, what we have done is we organized, um, uh, those trips. It was not for free. People had to pay for it, uh, had to take holidays. But we went to the Mont for three days with the TGV and then, uh, we were climbing, uh, but it created, uh, within the company and the objective was not uh, to go for the first, but it's also bringing people that had never done it before with a group. And we started with 20, we ended with 80. It was, it was 10% of the company who joined, uh, to do that on, uh, uh not to be with, not pushing, they were completely free to, to do it or not doing it. But we brought people together in, in, in achieving something that were, they were, they were, they were not thinking they were able to do and to do it together as a team, because it was not the objective to be the first, the objective was to do it all. You cannot believe what the impact was into the company, every, everywhere into the company, you, 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 you saw, uh, on wall papers with the trading schedule for everybody. Uh, because I wanted to do what I need to do and to succeed and to participate. I needed to do the number of trainings a week. And again, it created, it was a buzz within the company and it, and it, it, it was not for one year. It was for every year and every year, more people, even people that I never thought, uh, were, were riding a bike, were, conv uh, were, 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 we attracted to them. We, we tried to convince them to participate and they did it. And it created a lot of positive energy within the company. Also, it was mixing people for all the different departments. It was not linked to one department. You could be a salesman, you could be from customer care, could from IT, from marketing, everybody was joining. So it was, it was something that was, uh, was very, very special. Another thing that we did at base is, uh, base before was, uh, the brand name of course, but it was changed to KPN Group Belgium. Uh, at a certain, officially the name of the company, of course, the brand name was based, that was not it, but it was, uh, KPN for Belgium. We changed the name to base company. And again, it looks very simple, but we, we did it from that a company. It was, it was a company kind of, uh, initiative and we brought everybody could, uh, bring their input to how we will change. Um, the name of the company and of course, also what is the culture around the name change? What does the name change, um, uh, give as a message to the employees and must say, I must say even people today, and it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, how many years ago? It's, it, it's eight years ago. They're still speaking about it. Uh, even they are now part of Telenet, but it is, it was something that you really drive the company, uh, uh, um, drive the company forward. And, and, and again, I believe that is the engagement level of, of base, uh, of the employees within base was at a certain moment, the moment when we measured it, it was 88%. It was never seen before. 88% felt that they were behind and that they felt first good in the company and that they felt, uh, part of the company 
and that they supported the company and that they were ambassadors of the company. 88%. It was never seen uh, because we did with a with consultant. He never saw it before. And that is how you create, uh, via some initiatives you make, how you create engagement uh, towards uh, the company. I can give also an example of uh, um, the in, in, within within Vu. What we what we at a certain moment we uh, uh, we relocate uh, the offices, and I, I must say it was seen as something extremely extremely negative by uh, all people. Gave arguments why not to move because they were losing part of their in then in. Uh, uh, their privileges that they had in in the old building it was it was you cannot believe how people uh, how people uh, um, were pushing to 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 stay in in the old building uh, but we we created teams and we also bring people on board a lot of people all departments managed a lot of communication we took in board on board all the suggestions that they did we didn't say yes to everything but at least we gave them the opportunity to speak up. And uh, I must tell you, they are, when we moved, uh, and, and again, I can give examples of, they say, we have not enough space, uh, cupboards we need, uh, all the things we need. And again, afterwards, I tell you, they were extremely, and they are still are, extremely proud on, 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 on their offices. They see it as something, wow. And again, that is, uh, of course, it, it, it was costing money, but it is also an element where people felt that they were contributing to the to the picture uh, or to the strategy of the company and to the to the vision of the company. Uh, we were becoming more modern. Uh, we they, they they felt that they had also their their, their saying in uh, what 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 we developed. Uh, I give examples. We said, okay, we need we need to to name the the, the rooms. And they decided what the name of the rooms were. And again, there was an old discussion and it should be Y, X, Y, Z. But again, they were involved in building the office. And that is what we believe, what, what is important. And again, that also created a positive atmosphere uh, within uh, a book. Then I cannot give, a, maybe as a last example, I can give uh, an example on, on how to bring also young, younger people on board. Um, we were, we were, we had a, a, a problem within, within Vu that was there for many, many years and that we had to tackle. And what we decided as the management is we will bring, it was 10 to 12 high potentials in the organization, in the lower management of the organization together to go during X numbers of weeks, a number of days in the week together outside the office to discuss all, uh, this, uh, this real, uh, this issue and how to come with a recommendation on how to solve. And the objective was no senior management will be involved. It is the management, the lower management, what we, we took high potentials and again, also that is how to make, uh, because that are also the people who could leave the company because they're high potential, of course, other people, other companies see that too, how to link them to the company. And we were putting them together and let's say the drive, 
and they came, of course, with a proposal and we, 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 we did it with an external consultant. But the energy that was, that was there and the, the, how they lived with the company and how they are motivated to help the company forward, I've never seen it before. So you can take a lot of initiatives, um, to make sure that you have a positive, uh, a positive atmosphere and positive feelings within, within, uh, within, uh, the company and within the, uh, your workforce. Great. Um, yeah, I think there's probably many more that you can, you can sum up with, um, uh, just, I want to thank you for all your insights, everything you've shared here. Um, and if you have followed this episode, uh, do not hesitate to um, subscribe and then we'll see you in the next one. And that concludes today's episode of the Lead with Excellence show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Of course, ratings and reviews are always welcome. And you can certainly share this episode with any of your colleagues or friends who might enjoy it. Thanks for listening.